TV Drama Podcast. This is going to be a special instant reaction edition where we give our near-immediate reactions and opinions to the series finale of Better Call Saul. I'm Scott, and joining me this Monday evening, well, they always say the person you came to the dance with is the person you should leave with, and even though we'll most likely be talking about it again later this week, I'm glad he's here tonight, despite being on one of his many traveling man trips. When I say traveling man, you know I mean Dan. How you doing tonight, Dan? Even though I'm traveling, you know you can count on me to put out after the stand, Scott. <laughs> I'm a traveling man. Anyway, that is a song, isn't it? Okay. We are also joined. Uh, I, I knew Brian was going to speak up for that one. We are also joined by the Kim of the podcast, and by that I mean Kardashian. No, no, I'm kidding. She's her own damn self. It's Jamie. Hey, Jamie, how you doing tonight? Hello, hello. Good to be here. And finally, the guy who once notarized his underwear so he could tell the ladies, let me show you my legal briefs. It's Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> That's a bold-faced lie, but hello. Yeah, he doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> the crotch split ones. Anyway. so <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let my crotch represent itself. I don't need underwear. Oh, no, Brian, move the camera back up, please. Well, you know a crotch, you know a crotch that represents itself only has a dick for a client. Anyway, so once again, we are here to give our near instant reactions to Saul Gone, the series finale of Better Call Saul, that we've been both long awaiting and long dreading. For as the title says, once this episode was over, Saul Gone it was written and directed by Peter Gold. And for anyone who doesn't already know this. It's only appropriate because Mr. Gould also wrote the very first episode that Saul Goodman ever appeared in on Breaking Bad over 13 years ago. All right, so we have all just watched it literally within 15 minutes. So we're not going to be doing a scene-by-scene, blow-by-blow kind of thing. We can do that later this week. First things first is we're going to go around the room, and the first question, no pressure, but it's not like you guys are Gilligan and Gould here. Do you think they stuck the landing? Uh, I, I will actually, I will, I will put my opinion on the, on the, on the shelf for a moment. I'll let you guys speak first. And I gotta, again, gotta go to my, my the co-founder, at least, of, of, of covering Better Call Saul. That would be Dan. Dan, did they stick the landing in your opinion? I feel that they did. Um, they did a few things that I wasn't expecting, but should have expected because that's what they always do. And I'm glad that they did that. Uh, so. I ended up with a warm, fuzzy, and somewhat wistful feeling about this. Oh, but I'm glad that they did a good job. That is a sweeter sentiment that I expected to be expressed by anybody this evening. But 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 dead well, on. Well, you know, I'm upset because Bill, Bill Bill Burr didn't show up. But other than that, I know, I know, I, I was, I was, I actually thought of that. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jamie, well, would you like to weigh in next on whether they covered themselves or not here? I absolutely think that they stuck the landing. Um, they kept everything honest and gave us all of the nods uh, to the wagon drivers that we that we we really needed to close it out. And um, I really 
can't think of anything that I feel was missing. So, um, yeah, I got a little touch of old Hollywood as we walked out the door, and I'm very pleased. Touch of old Hollywood. I like that. Very, I like that. Brian? Yeah, I thought, I thought they stuck the landing. Um, loved it. I thought uh, seeing Kim, you know, the final times, uh, uh, she's a freaking movie star, even if movie people don't know it. Um, Ray Seahorn just looks like classic Hollywood uh, to me in that black and white. Uh, it ended... Every everything was in the place it should be when it ended, in my opinion. So I, yeah, I, I think they stuck the landing. So you might say it was like a Radiohead thing. It was like everything was in its right place. You say everything was in its right place. Unlike a different finale we watched recently. No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Um, okay, I'm going to say it's a clean sweep of the board because I have to agree with all three of you. I also feel they stuck the landing um, as. Dan referenced, and Jamie has said a number of times as well, I'll say it to some extent, um, the show is honest in how it treats its characters and consistent, which is something we always appreciate no matter what dramatic or even comedy series that we ever watch. Um, and this show always does a great job, has always done a great job of, there is might be, for every one, one or two things you can predict or expect, They'll hit you with a few other things that you either totally didn't expect or you're like, oh, why didn't I see that coming? That's just that that just makes all the sense in the world, whether it be any number of callbacks they did or other little plot developments that happened throughout, especially t towards the second half of the episode. So um, I, I absolutely was very pleased with it. I can't wait to watch it again um, without the. With knowing what's going to happen, actually, will make me almost savor it that much more. Also, as as we move into just a more of a general conversation, I hear you about to say something, Dan. So, actually, I'm going to bounce this to you of all people. Um, uh, one of the things I've admired about this finale, as well as probably the last few episodes, um, because you don't see it on television much anymore, either network, cable, streaming, whatever. We spent a lot of time in black and white. I love that. I think cinematography always looks 10 times better in black and white. It's the Ansel Adams in me or whatever. Um, but I thought that was a gutsy choice, and it was also gutsy for them not, even though we all kind of thought it, some of us might have even said it, we thought we'd see some sort of transition from the black and white to color with the... And they they held themselves back. They never did it. And I, I kind of admire that they didn't go for that, because as we got to the very ending, I realized, you know what? At this point, it's going to feel like a cliche. I like the fact that he's wearing a Saul suit, and it's so loud, it even barks out loud in black and white. So, Dan, I think of you when I watch the show, and, and as far as, like, especially when it comes to matters of cinematography, and I love Brian referencing old Hollywood, because you and I have a shared love of old movies especially. And I think he, I think they both hit on something, both Brian and Jamie both hit on something. There was a certain old Hollywood feel about this while still feeling new and fresh. I, w I wondered if that kind of uh, appealed to you as well the way it did to me. Yeah, totally. Like the last scene kind of felt like, you know, it's something you'd like uh, see at the end of a film noir with some kind of like brass instrument playing or something like that. And, you know, just like they were just kind of, you know, feeling it. Uh, so, yeah, it was, they did a really good job. Uh, good direction by Gould. Some interesting uh, shots like the, the one where they zoomed in on the water uh, uh, thing, the 
catching water for uh, horses or whatever the fuck thing that he was working on at the beginning and just a variety of other shots were really cool and and like you know it'd be i think it'd be cool if they did like an entire series of something in black and white like you know this creative team if they just did i don't know what they would do but they definitely could uh you know do something really well with the widescreen black and white shoot up in desert somewhere uh you know thing Oh, yeah, it, it just lends something. I mean, we love the use of light and shadow, and you, you're hitting war whenever you're dealing with, like, a prison situation. Um, the shot of them in the little uh, room where you would meet with your lawyer when they're smoking a cigarette together. And, oh, 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 by the way, I am not knocking the ending at all, but I would have been fine if you ended on that. I actually thought that was where they were ending it, because I kept thinking oh, you're going to end it with Jimmy and Kim the way we first saw Jimmy and Kim, together in the shadows, sharing a cigarette. And I thought that's what they were going to do, a nice little book into the entire series. So then when we went outside the prison, I went, oh, there's more? I I thought that was it. <laughs> Maybe Bill Burr is going to show up. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I, I, I realized, I think Peter Gould just felt like, you know what? We need one more point and shoot kind, you know, gun salute kind of reference here. Jamie, I get the feeling you want to say something, so I'll throw it to you. Yeah, actually, it's in regards to two things that you were just talking about. Um, I really do love that we got that that shot with them leaned against the wall with the cigarette. Um, not only does it mirror what we've seen before, but they did this really fun thing with the play on light. Um, because in the original shot of that, you know, it's all like black out except for one light beam that's coming down and they reversed it in this. And I thought that was amazing, but it was a little bit hard to catch it. Um, but if you look when they're smoking the cigarette, there is color and it's just that little, that little warm flicker. And it was really hard to see. And it was like, perfect, perfect. Yeah, it remained on. It was the 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 the, the actual light from the uh, lighter and the ember on the cigarette remained uh, that little bit, that little touch of color for the rest of the, for the rest of the moment, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I I love that they did that. I mean, it's just the same way they with the the, the reflection of the saw ads and Jean's glasses a couple uh, mm-hmm. the previous episode uh, because they do it in such a very slight, subtle way. It never feels overdone. You know, or it's not calling too much attention to itself. It it just works for whatever the scene is. So I, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I, I wanted us now. Let's just bounce around the room again. Um, so there, there a lot of things happen this episode, and obviously we're going to be talking about most of them later this week. But you know, it's okay to talk about one or two that might have stood out, surprises or not. I, I know there's a couple we all have in mind. Um, I'm tempted to go first, but I'd rather not take uh, something away from one of y'all to talk about. So um, I will, since I already just spoke to you, I'll go to Brian first. Um, Was there anything that stood out? Maybe one or two things that was either, either a, either a surprise or a fun thing or, or something you thought just worked really coolly that you were like, Oh wow, that just, Oh, that just was perfect for this episode in, in this one. Um, the, uh, the time machine runner, um, I really loved it and I loved it that, you know, when it happened once, it could have been a once off, but then when it happened twice, 
I wondered what will the third one be because obviously where they occurred, you knew it happened one final time. And I love the touch that it wasn't expressly said, but Chuck had the time machine book on the table. Um, and I love that in those scenes and each of those scenes, all of the people had like moments of just emotion where their heart and exterior kind of broke for a second, but Saul never did. And Jimmy never did. But we see like Mike kind of be vulnerable for a minute. We even see Walt in the midst of being a huge dick in the middle of it, like kind of say, hey, like, dude, you're talking about regrets. Uh, And then we see, you know, Chuck trying to have a real conversation with uh, with Jimmy. And uh, I thought that runner was really, really effective and, and was a great device that could have been hokey, but I thought was done really well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, was it in the opener for the season when among the things that we saw in Saul Goodman's house that they were taking out, did we not see a cop, that copy of the time machine? Was that not one of the objects that people were wondering what the significance of it was? Yeah. I have it. Okay. I was right about, okay. I did remember that correctly. Okay. Just want to make sure. And then it turns out to be Chuck's. Yeah. I, We've spoken on this podcast many times about how much I love time travel. I think all of us do to some extent or whatever. So even just bringing it up and you're like, oh, could you make me any happier? <laughs> you know, Mr. Gould, whatever. And yet the, the runner of it and the different reactions. And oh, by the way, can I just, just since we're, we've already referenced it now, can I say they did a better job with Brian Cranston's bald cap in this than they did so in much. El Camino because El Camino, I kept so thinking it, it looked like his head was inflating because of how much hair he must have had. <laughs> this one, I mean, I could still. I, one of the things like we can tell, but also we already know that that's what it is, so you can't help but tell. You know what I mean? But at least it looked right. a bit more streamlined, and especially if you've watched and we've all watched Breaking Bad fairly recently. Like, okay, it's it's not that far off. It's pretty close. You know. Anyway. Um, it, it was rather striking that, um, both in the Mike scene and then the Walt scene that both times Jimmy or Saul never takes the opportunity to humanize himself the way both the other men do. And especially since, especially at this point in time, I mean, Walt's already gone like over, over the line as far as being just a, a horrible person. But he still brings it back, and we know he's talking about gray matter right from the get-go, and he, and we actually know, yeah, that's kind of where it all starts. I love figuring out the Mike thing when you realize the first thing he's going to say is, like, always referring to his, you know, the death of his son, and then he goes back in time further to the bribe thing, but you can kind of figure out the dates from, you know, going back to, like, the five O episode. I, I love that. I, I, love the, I love the fact, like, wait, they found water in Bagman? It's like... Oh, this is after he's drinking urine, and after everything happens, they come across it. Jamie, what, what, anything that stood out to you, especially beyond that? Yeah, I really, I, I mean, I feel like other than finding out um, how this was all going to go down at the end, uh, what the consequences were going to be, I think the heart of this story tonight was really about what uh, shapes the person, the man that you become and what regrets you have on that journey and the others that help form you. And we looked at Chuck and Walt and Mike and Kim. The question was never directly asked at Kim because Kim confessed it without being asked. 
Um, and in the end, he took that note and he learned the most from her. And it was beautiful after what we've seen and how he's treated her. And when we know that we, we know that before Saul, this, this guy who is always crooked somewhere in there did have such a heart, just such a heart. And we got to see it again. And we were really convinced we wouldn't. Um, but the one person, the one person that always had faith in him was the one person that convinced him that he could see it again. So I just, I, yep, I can't, I'll get all teary eyed. I can't deal with it. It's too much. I won't cry. <laughs> um, Daniel, should, dare I go to you? And I'm, there's, there's so many things you could probably say. Yeah. What, what, um, what struck your fancy yeah, more uh, than anything else? Yeah. Well, I'll make the most the most Dan possible reference or, or comparison uh, that one could possibly make uh, here, I know what it's be and it's just like, <laughs> what? No, no, go, go. I'm, it's I, just I didn't like mean to you. I'm sorry. in my in my favorite movie, Billy Wilder's The Apartment. Towards the end, uh, the main character kind of like stops being a like just trying to like climb the ladder by doing whatever and like starts doing the right thing, and that's kind of what uh, he ends up uh, what Jimmy ends up doing uh, in the end of this, which uh, redeemed him uh, somewhat. That's all. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I appreciate that. I, was, I, I should have. You know what? I should have thought you were going to go with the apartment. I was, I was, I was dreading a Trek reference there. So. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll see if I can think of. I, I'm sure, you know what? I, 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 I guarantee we'll get a Garrick reference any minute. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Garrick of all people. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, we both because when you look at how. The series, the season, and this episode, and even this episode to a slight extent, at least, you can't help but mirror, uh, compare and mirror what they did in Breaking Bad because there's certain similarities in, in the structure of what they did and whatever. And with this story, um, this was more of a moment of um, redemption and finally finally coming clean um in a much more major way which had a much more serious trajectory that was going to impact the rest of his life as opposed to walter white's moment is it's really when he tells skylar he finally admits he did it for himself it wasn't about the fan, whatever and that's that's his yeah. confession moment whatever it's it's on a smaller scale but no less major for the character only because the fascinating thing about his character, and it's something that it should have occurred to me, and it didn't, because the one thing I mean, I didn't go out making predictions about anything because I don't like doing that anyway. I think we, I, I, I'm pretty sure we all assumed he was going to end up going to prison. I mean, I, I don't, maybe I'm, I shouldn't really make assumptions for the for the rest of you, but I, I felt like that was the trajectory. I didn't see a way that you'd get off that trajectory. It didn't occur to me he kind of ended up being a rock star in prison. <laughs> the, oh yeah, the the bus scene and how that plays out, and the more it went on, I'm like, this didn't, this should have occurred to me because he's their guy. It's not like a cop mm-hmm. going to prison. Yep, I really, and I, I also, and as a, and as a result of that, unfortunately, although in court he finally goes back to Jimmy. Well, I guess to be cool in prison, he's still going to be salt to everybody else, which I, I sure. kind of got a kick out of that. 
He is a cockroach after all. He knows how to survive. That is true, especially if he's going to be there for 86 years. Yeah. Maybe 75 maybe with a, good behavior. <laughs> maybe a little less with good behavior. But hey, with get with good time, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, um now Brian, if I I think um you had mentioned one of your ideas for the finale was going to be uh the whole gets caught, goes to court, peop- and the people around them or people he'd wronged or whatever. Didn't wasn't that one among yeah. one of your aspects? So so kudos on nailing that aspect of it. So that was good. Um did did any of us think that Marie was gonna show up? Yes. I, call, I think Brian Jamie and, and I, I both called, called that. Okay. Like, like I now where I where I will admit I was wrong is I thought it, it would it would be interesting if Skylar and Walt Jr. and Holly, we saw her grown up in the courtroom. Yeah. But I did think we'd see Marie in the courtroom. I didn't think we'd see the longer scene. But but can I just say, um, if I had had one other interesting thing, that's my line just for you, Scott. That's intentional now. Yeah, I know it is. Um, they don't even the, know what uh, I'm talking about The... What a boon for the actor that plays Bill Oakley. Who would have thought he would get such a big role (laughs) in the final episode of Better Call Saul that, you know, I think one of the things I said, it would be cool if he came back. And I think we've seen Bill Oakley if Bill Oakley represents him. Uh, And obviously there's a twist. We'll talk about that probably more later in the week. But but man, that guy got a lot of lines, a lot of screen time, and we got a lot of Bill Oakley in, in this in this episode. And that was that was kind of a surprise. I've seen that guy chat. Be, been, he's been very chatty on Twitter the last few weeks. I don't, Jamie. I know you're on Twitter, so you probably see him as well. And I kept going, "Wow, the guy who plays uh, William Oakley is talking a lot, and it can't just be because he got that one little." billboard or whatever the heck it was i, I wonder but i, I think I, I think uh i don't remember it might have been it could might have been down I, I thought someone had speculated he might show up uh by the end of all this um the, the only one the only thing i said that i want to i would make any claim to planting a flag so to speak is i did say or i did believe there was no reason when kim goes back to florida that she couldn't go to some you know, legal aid service, something, and, you know, not, maybe she can't work as a lawyer, but she could certainly work in that, you know, volunteering. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, there it is. There it is. That'll be my one takeaway. No, <laughs> no but I, 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 it just made such sense, you know? Um, I was even thrilled that Carol Burnett got to have a little bit more to do in this episode, which, which I wasn't expecting. So, you know, you know, and I'm going to congratulate her about 14 months in advance because you know she's going to win the guest Emmy, you know, in in 2023 because yes. it's Carol Burnett. <laughs> you know, she'll be 87. They're going to give it to her. Uh, but we didn't see Jeff again. That was a little surprising. Can I ask you guys a question? Because it was what I was wondering about, it, and I'm thinking I just simply don't remember, even though we just finished watching Breaking Bad a few months ago. So. Um, was there ever an explanation, maybe from Breaking Bad or something, about the diamonds? And I'm just not remembering it? Or did he just happen to have diamonds? I, I, I know that we've seen him before when he was putting the diamonds in. I can't remember what their direct connection was or if there was a story to it. But I know we've seen him in a drawer. Or th- at some point he was packing them. Someplace we've seen them before he was taking them out to get his money. 
Right. No. I mean. I mean. We we saw them. I mean. We saw them on Better Call Saul. Even all the way in the very first episode, way back yeah. when. I just don't remember where does he get the diamonds in the first place, or if they ever. Maybe they just choose never to show us that, which is fine. You know, it's it's yeah, hard. I'm not it, it's sure. hard. It's, it's basically it's like it's almost like having gold. It's you know, it's like you know something that'll always retain its value and can be transferred and be swallowed if you have to do that as well. I guess, which whatever. But I, I kept thinking about it. That was probably one of the only things in the episode I think anyone with half a brain watching probably said, I, I know what's going to happen here. The minute he has the time, I was like, I was like, close the lid. You know they're going to fall in the garbage can. You know they're going to fall. And of course they did. But um, I, I think so. We, we all really enjoyed it. We all thought they stuck the landing. Um, it's interesting when we talk about series finales, especially series finales that deal with characters that have broken the law to some extent, which seems to be a lot of the shows that we've watched over the last 20 odd years, you know, everything from The Shield to The Sopranos to Breaking Bad and so on. Um, the difference between those shows and this one is that this is a prequel, but they, it, and what makes it so unique is that you have a prequel that then becomes a post show, uh, that it came from, you know, for the, for the final episode. Um, so I think one of the interesting things about this that really appealed to me, um, and probably appealed to a lot of people uh, as well, we've gotten, this is like the third level of closure we've gotten from the Breaking Bad universe. You had the finale of Breaking Bad. <laughs> closure. I'm fine with it. Oh, here's El Camino. Oh, a little bit more closure for Jesse. Closure. Okay. Oh, and now Better Call Saul. Oh, look, a little bit more closure. <laughs> Yep. It's like they're they're really trying to seal up everything. <laughs> I thought that I, I kind of got a kick out of the fact. That I don't know if I can think of any. I don't think there is another show that's ever done anything to that extent. Um, Jamie, was there anything else that kind of stuck out you wanted to talk about this evening, as opposed to later in the week? Because we got we got a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a twenty minute. I don't. Podcast. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't actually have a whole lot more tonight except for saying that it has been such a great treat to have this universe uh to look forward to 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 dig deeper into that they found a way to take something make it great and and create pathways that honor the story that gives us more story uh and then like you were saying they can close these ends um, without this final feeling. They let us know where everyone's heading. We're okay with the way everything's heading for most of the players. Um, how difficult it must be to have so many characters that are beloved, whether they're beloved baddies or the good guys, and still give the audience satisfaction at the end of every one of these stories. I, I can't even fathom what it is to have that kind of talent, uh, but we are very lucky to be living at a time that we get to uh, be a part of it. Nice. I cannot disagree with one word you said, which that, that makes me sadder than anything in the episode. No, I kid, I kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do either of you gentlemen have something additional you wanted to uh, add on about it? Because uh, we we're doing we're doing beautifully on time tonight. It's, it's a it's a first. 
I'll just say my dumb thing first, and then Brian can go. But maybe they can do a movie where Huel and Kubi uh, break uh, break them out, or maybe like a Shawshank Redemption where they both get arrested and get to hang out with them. So, but no, I'm I, I was satisfied <laughs> with them. I'm glad I'm glad that I did a whole rewatch in between the sec- the two halves of the last season, so that you know some of the more the callbacks were like more uh, fresh in my mind, I guess, and like the dumpster diving. But but yeah, good stuff. I'm happy, Brian. Um, I'll just say there was a good amount of uh, touching with characters that meant something. And I love the final thing. Um, I love that we see the beginning and the absolute end bookended back to back scenes that we see them. And I was so happy to see Kim have a little bit of Kim back and to see uh, Jimmy reappear for a brief moment before they left and did the gun shoot and seeing that bookend. I mean, really you could watch those two scenes and that's the whole show, you know, where it starts and you know where it ends. And I thought that was brilliant. And, uh, you know, I, I just love this show, love these characters and it hasn't sunk in that it's over. Um, but I'm very bittersweetly happy. I feel pretty much the same way. Um, it's interesting, however, um, with all the things that happened over the course of this episode that ran from what, nine to ten forty, so whatever whatever that works out to be, hundred and forty minutes plus eight thousand commercials. Um, it's what's interesting is that the thing that kind of affected me emotionally, not not I didn't get I didn't ball or even you know got me I I got a little misty eyed or, or wistful even. It was the scene with Chuck. Uh, back when, when, when it was just me and Dan doing, when we started out doing the Better Call Saul podcast throughout the first few seasons and whatever, um, much like the way we were about Pete and Betty on Mad Men, we were major defenders of Chuck, if I recall, because we kept bringing, bringing it back to, but you know, at the end of the day, Chuck's right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's been, he's been proven right time and time again on this show. But, I love that they brought Michael McCain back to do that little scene. Hell, I love that little brief moment in the in the black in the black and white universe or whatever when he's in the courtroom and they when they make the reference to Chuck, the cat they deliberately go to that close up of the exit sign and you can hear the little buzzing, you know, which is kind of like a little little reference to the chicanery episode. I I was like, oh. You know, I just wish they colored the sign red, but no, they get, they want to wait for the cigarette at the end of the episode to do that, I guess. Um, but it was the Chuck thing that kind of uh, affected me the most, and I was like, which was kind of surprising because it was early on enough. It was before things had rotted away so much between them, and you could see the potential there between them. And it's when and Chuck actually actually trying to make an attempt there and to reach out, which is not the Chuck that we saw later on when he pretty makes it clear that he doesn't really care about him, which might've been him just being, you know, vindictive and mean at that point in time. Um, but it was, but it was bringing it because the, because at the end of the day, the Chuck relationship was such, was such a huge thing for the Jimmy character throughout his life. And, you know, it was, you know, half, half the, half the, half the entire series was kind of based around that as far as I was concerned. So that was the thing I did not expect to happen. Once I saw it happening, I realized I should have expected it, and I was thrilled that we got it. So this, 
I love the, the callbacks throughout this episode were great because they worked or we always like to use the phrase organically. They all worked organically well with the episode and it built into the story they chose to tell for the finale. And that much like the, the way they've done with this entire series is something to behold is very impressive. This didn't need to, this didn't need to go out with a huge bang it went out the way it should have for where these characters' journeys had taken them throughout these six seasons. So um, I, we'll talk in greater depth about the episode, about the, the series overall. Um, I expect a lot of uh, huzzas and rods. I don't really... I don't even know if we'll have anything much negative to say about it, but you never know. I'll find, I'll find something. But we will be talking about it a little bit later this week. We wanted to get this out to everybody just to hear, just so you know how we felt about it, you know, pretty much at the same point in time that you all, and hopefully you all felt about it that, the same way. So, I guess I should close things up, and it'll be it'll be beautiful. It'll be our shortest podcast ever. Oh my god, my, it's my birthday all over again. If you enjoyed this podcast, and how couldn't you? You will enjoy hanging out on our Facebook page as well. It's the Series TV Drama Podcast page. Like the page and join the conversation about... Well, you can talk about Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad or pretty much any other thing in pop culture that's on your mind. You can talk about it there. Um, you can find us, well, you've already found this, but in the future, you can find us everywhere. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. Better still, you can go to Sirius. No, no, I'm sorry. See, I'm not, this is what happens when you don't read. Go to stvdpodcast.podbean.com and you can find all 361 of our podcast all archive there. You can email us. I forgot to check our email. Oh, shucks. Anyway, you can email us at stvdpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at serious TV drama as one word. Um, and of course you can follow us on the Twitter. Our handle there is at stvdpodcast. Again, stvd as in serious TV drama. As I've said a few times, we will be back later this week, which We'll call it with expanded coverage of Better Call Saul, the finale, the season, the series, and everything else in between. Um, and after that, I have no idea what we're going to be doing. <laughs> but I am infinitely thankful, not just to uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold, and as well as Odenkirk, Seahorn, etc., for putting the show together, but I'm just as grateful to my co-hosts here, Brian, Jamie, and Dan for joining us through this journey and especially being able to join us this evening because we don't usually do a quickie podcast like this. So uh, we broke our rules and got it done just for you guys out there. Yes, thanks a lot for having us. I look forward to uh, getting to sit down with you guys again in a few days and really, really dig into this and the series as a whole in its entirety. It's going to be good. It's probably going to be a lot longer than this one, but I think no. it'll be great. <laughs> it's It's been great. Um, I'm glad we got together tonight, and I will be back for the next podcast only on the condition you get me one pint of mint bluebell chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> I have never been more disappointed in his character until I heard the, the flavor he chose. I was like, even if he went with something as blah as cookies and cream, I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I can live with that. But uh, mint chocolate, ugh. the only thing worse than that would be like rum raisin or something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was fun. I also don't like the mint chocolate chip ice cream. I think mint Oreo <laughs> would be a lot better because the chocolate chips are they suck in the first place, but when they're like. 10 degrees, they're really bad. But, yeah. 
So it was it's a pleasure. Good show. You don't like chocolate chips in your waffles, then, do you? No. I just don't. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> They're just not. It's just not. It's not a good way to do chocolate. There's just. It's like Hershey's uh, Kisses. We're just like, why is this happening? It's just a big version of that. <laughs> Who, who knew I would tear the group apart by mentioning chocolate mint chocolate <laughs> you know, ice cream? You're not tearing us apart. <laughs> this there, is where we draw the line. If there's one thing I've known about Dan for the, I guess, near decade that I've known him or whatever it's been, I think it's like a decade now, right? He has very, 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 very strong opinions about foods <laughs> and condoms. <laughs> And, and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that I might not agree with them, but like music, <laughs> taste and foods are subjective. It's fine. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll say something which kind of makes me go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but you know what? There are weirder people out there <laughs> than 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 who are, like I, I watch a show on MLB Network all the time, and every time they bring up food, like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with you?" Ketchup on a hot dog. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I also have ketchup on hot dogs. If that makes you feel better. Okay. So again, you have the worst. T- anyway. Okay. <laughs> Stop it now. It's been a nice, pleasant podcast. Stop now before I lose my fucking shit. Anyway, we will see you guys later this week. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Hey, it's a short podcast. Maybe we'll get tons of listens. It'll be awesome. Anyway, we'll we'll. Be checking in with you later this week with uh, our expanded coverage. Thanks for listening. Whether you listen in the wee hours tonight or on your commute tomorrow, whatever the fuck you listen to it, just enjoy listening to it. And we'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.